your party tomorrow. You in? Yeah. Can Thor and Lucas come? They're so random. Oh. They're my best friends. We do everything together. There's gonna be girls at the party. You know what that means? Drama. No. Kissing. You do not want to go to Soren's party not knowing how to kiss. We can spy on my neighbor. She's a total nymphomaniac. She starts fires. No, she's a nymphomaniac. Someone who has sex on land and sea. Welcome to the Critics Podcast. This is Adam Sidorius. What is up, gamers? It is Joseph Salamone coming back at you with another episode of the Critics Podcast. Today I'm joined by Adam Sidorius. Yeah. Um, so I hope you all all been uh, good boys this week because we got a special treat for you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're reviewing Good Boys. That's that's all I got. Um, the latest. Do you know the director's name of Good Boys? Uh, isn't it, it's Gene Stubnitsky, right? Stubnitsky. Gene Gene. Gene Stubbs, G, uh, Jonathan Lipnicki. What, who is <laughs> it's that? The, it's the latest Gene Stubnit, uh, Stubnitsky joint. Um, What's it? What Stanley Yelnats is the guy from Holes. <laughs> yeah, X-Ray. He, he's grown yeah. up. He's making <laughs> films now. Uh, he knows. Um, he has crafted one of the finest films of the year with Good Boys. Um, I know me and Joe have different takes on this movie. We haven't talked about it, but yeah. I've been snooping on his ratings, and I feel like we're going to... I don't know if we're going to argue about Good Boys, but we have um, definitely a different take. Um, so the film follows, just for anyone who doesn't know, it's uh, Jacob Tremblay, uh, Keith L. Williams, who's another kid in the movie, and I forgot the third kid's name. Um, and they are, like, best friends um, in sixth grade. And, you know, as little boys do, they're, like, horny and cursing mm-hmm. and they want to try beer and they're really confused and of course that makes for great comedic material in the same way that seth rogan kind of made hot dogs fucking each other funny he also <laughs> made uh kids cursing and doing like you know alcohol a funny trope yeah i remember the um, first time i did alcohol it was it was a crazy day i remember the first time me and my boys found a dildo and our parents yeah. Um, yeah, watching. I think the main thing with this movie is you get a lot of, not a, a lot of nostalgia. I remember the first time I swung on my parents' sex swing. Um, those were the, those were the time, days. I remember the first time I sold a sex doll to a pervert. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember the first time I had to buy meth. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. um, so Joe, and nostalgia aside, because I know that can be very blinding sometimes. Yeah, but I was how, how did you feel about the this light. film? Oh. Uh, Good Boys fucking sucks. No, uh, Good Boys um, <laughs> was perfectly fine. It's cute, funny. I will never watch it again. It is uh, pretty by the books. But uh, there, I would be lying if I said I didn't uh, laugh uh, throughout the entire thing. So, um, This might be where we're different. Like, I, I really thought it was a hilarious movie. Like, from start to finish, I... I just was cackling, like, the entire movie. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't really, like, excited for it because I was like, oh, you know, kids cursing. Like, how funny could it be? But, like, just some of the shit they say is just so, like... One of the, the first lines in the movie that got me... I w- <laughs> I, my audience was not very, inter- like, very, like, vocal with their laughing, so it was a lot of me laughing at stuff that no one else is laughing at. But one of the first jokes is they go... What's a hand job? And then the um, oh, yeah. the one kid goes, "It's when a girl touches your penis till you coom," and I burst out laughing. So, 
It's come. No, Coom, C-U-M. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, honestly, like, I thought it was really clever in a way that I wasn't expecting because it wasn't just, like, the whole punchline wasn't just, you know, kids saying fuck or shit. And, you know, like, there was, like, a genuine, like, wit to the humor. Like, it was all situational. And, like, just because it was kids getting into, like, messy situations and be confused about things they would obviously be confused about. Um, I think one of the best parts of this movie is definitely um, the chemistry between the three boys. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they all give great performances in their own right, but just like them working together, I thought um, really made the movie like something special. Yeah, I think none of these kids are, are, are I mean, the performances I thought were fine. Uh, I did think it was weird. Jacob Tremblay is like a famous kid. Isn't that weird? Like he's like 12 and he's like famous. Yeah, um, he's, and he's so not tiny. like a he's not like a Disney Channel star. He's like a movie. He's like an actor. You know, he's twelve. He's like a like a famous kid. Like, I can't imagine like walking up to Jacob Tremblay and being like, "Can I get a picture, man?" Like that'd be the weirdest <laughs> thing in the world to me. Um, yeah, um, uh, and uh, that reminds me. Today we are joined on the podcast by Jacob Tremblay, so, and his um, parents, uh, yeah, Mr. His and parents. Mrs. Tremblay. Yeah, um, why did you let him do this movie? Uh, he. There, uh, there's a, I, I, yeah, the, the, the performance is really great. The one kid, I gotta, I'm gonna pull up their names because I don't want to. Is it Keith L. Williams? Keith L. Williams, is he? Which? Um, <laughs> I, I thought Keith <laughs> Um, I, I thought tried. he was the funniest part of the movie. I really uh, did. I, I also did. Keith L. Williams? Yes, Keith L. Williams. He is hilarious. He's very funny. Got a lot of great lines. Um, there, uh, he is, uh, his parents are getting divorced in the movie, and uh, it's really funny. Yeah, like, just some of his line delivery is really good, and, like, there was, like, a running gag in the movie where he would, like, scream at random things, <laughs> and, like, it fucking killed me every time he did it. Like, there's a scene where, like, a horn goes off, and he just screeches, mm-hmm. and, it, like, I was, like, I was, like, cackling for, like, two minutes after that scene, um... And there's one, uh, one of the funniest parts of the movie for me. We're not going to spoil it, like, directly, but, you know, I don't think good boys can really be spoiled. Um, there's a scene it's in a frat ridiculous. house where I oh, thought... that's a great sequence. I was laughing my ass off at that scene. <laughs> there's, like, a line where he's like, uh, you can suck my dick, and you can suck my dick. And then Keith is like... Yeah, he goes, so I'm just supposed to sit here while the guys suck my dick? Yeah, like, just, like, stupid shit like that. Like, it's not, like, a like immensely like clever british comedy like it's not like that you know it's not gonna like win any oscars but like for people that find this stuff funny i thought it was like super enjoyable and really good and maybe the thing that like pushed it over the edge of just like good to me was the fact that it has a heart um i thought it was really heartfelt by the end really um like the little um just message about friendship and maybe growing up a little bit, but never having to completely leave your friends behind, I thought was very sincere. And I thought they did, they did a great job with it. Um, yeah. Um, I thought my, my biggest, the reason that kind of, with what holds the movie back for me from really like uh, fully enjoying it was I thought, I mean, it's like, it's, I mean, it just really follows like the conventions of a comedy. So like, they like, they get in a fight at one point and then like, um, then they make up at the end. Like, it's like, it like really follows the beats of a Seth Rogen movie, like to a T. And I guess when it's, especially when it's kids and they're all very funny performers, but 
uh, they they have a tough time when it comes to the dramatic scenes. There's there's a part where um they're trying to relocate um Keith L. Williams' arm, and they <laughs> yeah. do, and then Keith L. Williams is like, my parents are getting a divorce, and it's like, but it's not fun. It's not supposed to be funny. It's supposed to be taken seriously, and I was like, this is not working at all. And I though I mean I I know I'm saying that, but then there's the the scene there's a I actually I don't want to spoil the movie. Never mind. Yeah, I mean. I mean, again, like not all the dramatic beats hit completely, and you know, it's not like the most like tight script in the world. There's a there's a dramatic beat that turns into a comedic beat, and I did actually really appreciate. I thought it was super funny. Yeah, like there's. I think what did save it though is like what you're saying. Like there were parts where they kind of flip the tropes on their head. Like even that scene where they fight and they're like, they're like walking home sad to each other. I won't. Oh yeah, the cuts and they're. Oh, well, I don't sorry, want to spoil never, it. I almost yeah. did, yeah. But, like, the gag that it cuts to, like, immediately, like, undercuts the, like, dramatic tension of that scene. And then there's a, there's another sequence like that right before it, so... Um... Yeah, like, it's so... Fun. Like, even just watching them cry, like, there, there's a comedic factor to watching them cry, because they're, like, sobbing over, yeah. like, the most mundane shit. That's um, what I was referring to, but I didn't want to spoil Oh, okay, yeah, uh, like, I, um, yeah, I just but... thought it was super funny. Like, I, I had a great time with it. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was funny. I don't think I'll ever see it again. Um, uh, Jacob Tremblay has redeemed himself from the Book of Henry, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, um, I can't, yeah, I think all these kids are really talented. Um, Keith Williams is great. Jacob Tremblay is great. The other one who I'm blanking on. Yeah, I like how we haven't said his name once in the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck he's that really, kid. He's really good he's, in the movie. I just don't know his name. No, no he's um, one of the funniest bits in the movie, I think, too. I really... <laughs> Oh, yeah, he's some of the name? funniest lines, like for sure. Uh, Brad, Brandy Noon, Brad, Brady Noon. For any of the Brady Noon heads uh, out there, we uh, we appreciate him as a performer. Yeah, uh, Brady Noon. He was Tommy Darmathin on, uh, Tommy Darmody, Tommy Darmody on Boardwalk Empire for thirty episodes. So, thirty episodes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've never seen Boardwalk Empire, but I, I was just so enamored with his performance in this film that I'll have yeah. to go back and watch it just for his performance. I, it's it's very rare that you see an actor and you immediately become transfixed with them, you know? And I'm not yeah. a fan of his work. I'm a fan of him, the human being. So yeah, you can follow my, my, Stan, my Stan account on Twitter. <laughs> um, the sad thing is there probably is a Stan account for Brandon. A Stan account? Yeah. yeah I, all I, the Spider-Man accounts are switching over. Like, it's when someone has, like, a stand account for, like, Alexandria Daddario, of all people. It's like, why the fuck are you doing this with your life? Like, of all people, like, why have it for, like, a C-list actor? Um, but that's not the case for Brandy Noon. He's an yeah, Brandy Noon is, yeah, it's, he, he makes all stand accounts look pathetic because it's like, why are you not standing this guy, you know? Yeah. Like, um, you waste your time, like, oh, Chris Evans. But, like, Brandy Noon is, like, right over there. Uh, I've like said his name differently every I was time. just about to say it like it's yeah. I, I just googled Brandy Noon and like nothing came out I'm like what is his name um Brady. so so Brady love and nostalgia aside uh mm-hmm. what would you give good boys out of 10 I think I gave I gave good boys a six out of 10 um I gave it a solid eight like a really strong eight like, I'll I, bump it I'll bump it to a seven because I think six is a bit harsh well, you don't have to, you don't have to do that for my sake, but I'm gonna you know. do. I, Adam, I don't want to hurt your feelings. I wanna. Well, thank you. This, um, this is the lukewarm take podcast, after all. It, it really is. Um, so, on that note, the peanut butter falcon sucks. Um, no, <laughs> we're going. <laughs> no, we're going straight into movie news. Uh, usually, we try to start with movie news, 
and make our way to the reviews. Um, but both of these pieces of news are like so interesting and they happen to just break on the day we're recording. So let's talk about it. Uh, we're going to start with the Matrix news. Um, so, Joe, real quick, like, do you have any like love for the Matrix? I actually uh, genuinely do. The Matrix was one of the one of the first like series that I watched. Like I remember I was like five or six and um this is I'll tell a story. I was like I was five or six um when I watched the first Matrix and then by the time I was eight I was like, Oh, I like movies a lot. So I went to Best Buy and I bought um like the, the three of them on D V D and um I my I didn't my mom my dad didn't know that they were rated R. So I got home and I was oh, like wow. Whoa, these are crazy and then I went into school <laughs> next day and i had an assignment and it was like joseph what do you like and i just watched the matrix with like a bunch of cool action so i wrote i like movies sunglasses and violence (laughs) um, (laughs) my teacher pulled me to the side and she was like joseph you can't put that you like violence and i was like but i like but so yeah i actually do have a really strong affinity for the matrix movies they hold a very special place in my heart yeah actually i did i saw them when i was like because i remember it was the first time i went to georgia so i was like probably seven any yeah, Georgia fans out there? Yeah, any uh, Georgia heads out yeah. there? Um, I will yeah. be in Georgia at the end of October. If we, we'll do a British podcast meetup. Yeah, um, we're going to, for our Patreon uh, members and subscribers, <laughs> we're going to meet up. Uh, we'll buy you lunch. We uh, are going on tour, ladies and gentlemen. We will be at the Altamont Theater. For every movie. For every um, movie there. Just show up and ask for us. Um. So when I was like, <laughs> when I was like seven, I I went to Georgia and my cousins were like watching like a bunch of like R-rated movies, and I remember like we finished like Charlie's Angels and they were like, I don't know, but like I was still pretty disturbed by it, even mm-hmm. like at that age because I was like, this is really violent. Like I don't watch shit like this. Um, I literally said shit, um, mm-hmm. but no, they uh, we put it on the Matrix next, and I remember like digging it like really like a lot like i thought it was like the coolest movie mm-hmm. um i've actually still never seen the sequels um have you yes i have um i have it i uh, when they were my favorite i want do you know when you're a kid and like every movie is good yeah definitely so when i was a kid uh, the third matrix and batman and robin were my favorite movies and then um <laughs> uh the ben Affleck like daredevil was my favorite one of my favorite oh i love daredevil yeah i fucked with it um, I remember going to school and being like, these are my favorite movies. And one of my teacher was like, my teacher, uh, I won't say his name, but he was like, Joseph, those suck. And I was like, <laughs> what are you talking about? But um, I, I do. And I remember I remember when I was like eight watching them being like, these are the coolest things in the world. Uh, I watched the second one of, uh, more recently than the third one. And uh, I, I, I acknowledge they're not like the best, but I just... I enjoy them because I think they're, I just, I'm a big, I think the stakes in those movies are really kind of like weighty and I'm, I, I don't mind really heavy handed stuff. Uh, just the way the matrix does it, it doesn't bother me. So I actually, I do enjoy the sequels. I know they kind of get shit on, but I enjoy them. So, you know, I'm actually kind of inclined to watch them because it's not mm-hmm. like I've been like avoiding them. I just never really got around to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I love most of the Wachowski movies um yeah. jupiter ascending aside um like i hey I, what i i don't <laughs> mind that movie actually that's I, not... that's i remember when i um went to go see that movie i saw it as screening 
and they gave people like anyone they got into the screening a ten dollar Fandango gift card. And I'm like, uh-huh. how shitty is this movie that they have to like pay us to watch it? And uh, yeah, it was pretty awful. Um, and I'm a Wachowski defender. Like I love Cloudless. I love Speed Racer. Plot Atlas um, rules. Speed Racer is okay. Um, I really enjoy Speed Racer. And Speed I, Racer disturbed me as a kid because you know the scene where he puts his finger in the fish tank and they chew it off <laughs> and hold it bone that yeah. freaked me the fuck out as a kid i was like what is this nonsense so. yo john goodman and speed racer fucks he's in he's <laughs> john goodman's in speed racer he's the dad um i haven't watched it since i was since it came out so that's weird i watch it every day yeah you um, watch it every day i want to be clear i fell asleep when i saw jupiter sending so what i saw didn't bother me but oh I'm so sure this is like scared. moonlight all over again yeah this like, is it's the reverse moonlight i fell asleep <laughs> in it and i liked it actually yeah like <laughs> You woke up like saw like ten minutes. You're like seven mm-hmm. out of ten. <laughs> I saw Mila Kunis is cleaning a bathroom, and then, uh, then I woke up. Yeah, did you see Channing Tatum's dog ears? No, I didn't. I was like, <laughs> I, I feel like I'm uh, I'm Tommy Lee Jones at the end of No Country for Old Men. I'm like, I saw Mila Kunis do you, with. <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember earlier this year when I like you told me like Captive State was like a good movie? And then, I fell like, asleep in Captive State. This is so. what I'm going for. Like, you told me it was a good movie, and then I went to go see it based off your recommendation, and I fucking hated it. I actually then, think Captive State's the only movie I have. I fell asleep in this year. Let me check. You Didn't you fall asleep briefly in Hobbs and Shaw? Uh, no, I didn't fall asleep briefly in Hobbs and Shaw. There was uh, one movie this year that you fell asleep in, right? Well, I gotta check. Um, I fall asleep in movies a lot. Uh, do you do you like have a list of movies? I had I had a list for a while. When I was at Sundance, I fell asleep in a couple just because I was up really late. Well, that's um, understandable. Yeah. Um, I'm there was one I fell asleep in last year. I think Hostiles, that Christian Bale movie, mm-hmm. um, which I liked. I just like there were some like scenes where they were like it was like pitch black and they were by a campfire and I was exhausted mm-hmm. and I just like knocked. The it Dead out. Don't Die. I fell asleep in The Dead Don't Die. Um, I almost did. I did not like that movie at all. Um, yeah. Oh, um, but hey, we should probably go to the movie news. <laughs> yeah, <to the> movie <laughs> news. Um, Matrix 4 is coming out. Um, um, so it's not going to be by the uh, Wachowski sisters. Like, It's not going to be both of them. It's just going to uh, be Lana doing this one, um, which is fine with me. I mean, that's, I mean, at least they have a Wachowski doing it, you know? Um, like, that's, as long as they have a Wachowski in the mix. Mm-hmm. Like, I would feel a bit weird if they took Wachowski's baby um, and, like, gave it to somebody else without their blessing, you know? Um, Because Warner Brothers could do that, but they decided not to. They decided to let Lana do her story. And um, I'm really glad Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss are coming back. That's a big plus for me. That's, Um, I think, really the only way that I think I would be okay with it. Because, I mean, I I wouldn't... Ideally, it'd be um, Lana and Lily doing it, but uh, I guess uh, Lily doesn't want to. I don't know why Lily doesn't... What's her deal, but... Did she do um, Jupiter Sinning as well? Yeah, they, I think they did Jupiter Sending together. Okay, um, that's why I'm a little bit curious, like, why she didn't want to do this. Um, yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I don't know. I have no idea. But, like, as long I mean, as... I mean, I don't... I never watched Sense8. I don't know if it's... If that's good. Um, I've heard good things. I've never seen it personally. But, mm-hmm. like, I, I know there was, like, a big backlash, like, when it got canceled. Like, because I I know there's, like, a lot of fans of it. Uh, I get, I'm reading here that Lily... Um, She's, I guess, she's taking a break from uh, filmmaking after Sense Eight because uh, after the, she said the second season was a creative undertaking. I mean, so. I, that's one thing I've heard about Sense Eight is that it's really a Wachowski, like it's a vibe, like where they just like go all in with one concept and they mm-hmm. give it their all. 
Um, I, I do actually want to watch you one day. I just never got the time. And I heard that you have to like really pay attention to it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, being a Wachowski fan and I'll, this gives me like more reason to watch the sequels at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm super stoked for this, especially with Keanu coming back. Like, I, I know Keanu will do like just about anything these days, but like, yeah. um, it's still cool to have him back. Like, it's going to give me, I mean, can you imagine when the first teaser for this comes out and you get to see Keanu and the Neo grab again, like oh, you can see man. him with the glasses? Yeah. Dude, I'm going to lose my shit. Like, I'm going to, I might cry, honestly. Like, it's going to be, it's going to be amazing. Um, this, I could see this being like a huge, like, I don't, I don't want to see a billion dollar movie. But it's going to make money. Um, yeah, I can't see... I th- this is... Because, I mean, especially since Keanu is at, like, the height of his popularity right now. I don't Which is think crazy, because he was huge in the 90s, too. Yeah, and now he's huge again. Um, I, I will, I, I'll be interested to see what it is, because I don't... I can't imagine it's, like, a reboot, because I don't... I can't, like... Because it's... And I'm reading right now, it's, it's being described as a, a new chapter in the Matrix universe. So I will be... Because, I mean, the third one, like, very definitively, like, ends everything. Right. So, um, without spoiling it. Uh, but it, it, the third one definitely is an ending. Um, and I will... Uh, I, yeah, I don't... Because I, I would like to talk spoiler, but Adam hasn't seen it. I, don't spoil it, I mean, you can if you want to. It's fine. It's it's my fault um, for not seeing it. <laughs> I mean, well... Uh, no, I won't spoil it. Uh, just... Okay. It, 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 like, it, it ends things. Um, so okay. it'll be interesting to see how characters are brought into the mix again and how the story continues because they really do wrap everything up so in the last one i mean i kind of hope it's like kind of like how the force awakens was a semi-sequel to the original trilogy Mm -hmm. um but it wasn't like a direct continuation like it had newer characters but it also had the old faces too um i know there were rumors about michael b jordan like joining the cast at some point and like um you know, I wouldn't mind that, personally. Like, I wouldn't mind seeing, like, a fresh face be the lead. And, I mean, I, obviously, I don't know what's up with Neo or whatever. But, like, yeah. I, I, Neo being, like, the Han Solo or something. Like, to what, like, he was in The Force Awakens. Like, I, I don't know. Like, but then again, I guess I have to watch the sequels to know what the hell I'm talking about. Because, like, I, I'm just, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, spitballing. Um, I mean, there, you- are, there are avenues they could go down. But I can't. I mean, like, that's, like, that gets into, like... Um, <laughs> Like the, like the, not the, no, not spoilers, but like the plots, the threads that are left open, if I remember correctly, would be like the equivalent of like a Rogue One type of movie where it's like, it's, it's only answering a small question that only like really attentive fans will care about. Yeah. Um, and, but then again, that is the Wachowski brand is like catering to people who only like, who they care about this very specific thing. And I mean, I would, I mean, I would like if the plot went in the direction of the, I'll just like the key maker. If you remember, I don't know if he is in the first one. Um, I I haven't seen the first one in a while. Uh, There's a character. re-released in Dolby next week. Oh, fuck. My my A-list expires like the week it comes out. Oh, you're getting, yeah, you're getting, you're Adam jumps ship. He's a regal man now. I so. live like five, like not even five, like two minutes away from a Regal now, so I, I just had to. Um, I live outside in Altamont, uh, an AMC. I, I, we're, our location's just out and about. We're gonna. Have he people. lives in the parking garage outside of. Yeah, the, I live at the the AMC in Altamont's parking garage. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I like seriously, like uh, the Matrix and Dolby. Uh, we we should do that because it, it sounds amazing. I'm going. Um, to, but that's. I think it's the 20th anniversary. I think that's why they're doing it. Um, but. Yeah, I'm, again, like I said, I haven't seen the, sec- the other two movies, but 
I love the first movie, and I'm just excited to see the Wachowskis doing something. And I would be hesitant if, you know, like I said, a Wachowski wasn't on board. But the fact that, um, what's Lana doing it, right? Uh, Lana yeah. is, um, the fact that Lana signed on for it just gives me confidence that it's actually a story worth telling. It's not just a senseless reboot. Um, and I'd like to think that Keanu wouldn't sign up for it if it was just like a, you know, like yeah. a rehash or something. Um, I mean, he's, he's like, really having he a resurgence. A of, like, mid- yeah, I mean, I know, like, even if it sucked, it wouldn't ruin his career, but, like, mm-hmm. I still think he has, like, a love for his movies and his art that he wouldn't, like, betray the Wachowskis by, like that. So, yeah, like, all around, like, this is good news to me. Yeah, um, I'm, I, I, this is one of the rare reboots that I'm not, or sequels from years later that I'm not super cynical about, because everyone is returning for it. Right. And it's, uh, and I mean, I'm, I personally am a fan of when things are reboot, rebooted that didn't stick the landing the first time. So I think the fact that the two, this Matrix sequels after weren't the best kind of fares well for this movie, because it's like, it's, I, I feel like it's kind of like another chance to get it right, even though I enjoy the sequels, but, right. Uh, yeah, I'm ex- I'm very excited to see how this turns out. I really hope it turns out well. So, yeah, um, they what do you call it? Uh, they say on the Variety article that they're going to start production in early 2020, which I'm guessing uh, signals to a 2021 release. Um, so we're getting it pretty soon, like in two years. Um, I mean, it doesn't really matter because Keanu doesn't age. They could film it yeah. ten years from now and it'll be the same. But um, yeah, I'm stoked for this. Uh, so. That's great news. Um, Isn't the Bill and Ted sequel supposed to come out next year? This year, actually. Oh, wow. I think, really? I, actually, wait. I, I mean, hold on. Let me back check that. Um, hold on. Bill, Bill J- Jamie, Ted. can you pull that up? <laughs> 30, 10 of listeners. I just took a Snapchat. That's probably what you just heard. So. And Ted, face the music. Um, it seems as if I was wrong, as I always am, and it's coming out in 2020. Okay. Um, sorry to get your hope. Oh, it comes out in August 2020. Damn. Okay. Um, all right. Well, on that note, I guess, uh, I disappointed the audience once, so let me disappoint them again. Um, we have some sad news for anyone that doesn't. If you, if you listen yeah. to the Critics Podcast, but you don't go on the internet, we have some sad news for you. Um, yeah, as your main news source, we hate to break it to you, but um, um, I'm about to beat Joe to death with baseball bat live on air. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, no, this is the uh, last episode of the Critics Podcast. So. <laughs> yes, this is a uh, murder suicide episode of the Critics Podcast. Um, no, but I mean, it might as well be because uh, I mean, there's really no other way to say it. Uh, Spider Man is possibly, um, it seems most likely, leaving the MCU. Um, was it, from, wasn't Spider-Man our first episode? Um, no, our first episode was Toy Story, but it was one of our earlier episodes. Oh, so uh, Spider-Man's in the MCU, we start the Critics Podcast, and then he's out of the MCU? Do we deserve rights? I don't know. I, 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 uh, I mean, uh, just let, let just, Amy Pascal, look out for my call, because uh, <laughs> we got some things to discuss. Actually, she's, she's not even like in charge of that like anymore, I don't think. Get the um, CEO of Spider-Man on the phone because I have something to talk Ms. about. Mr. Spider-Man, uh, yeah. sir. Mr. Man. Mr. S- Mr. Spider-Man, I gave you all the clues. Um, uh, for any snowheads out there. Yeah, this is um, snowheads. Uh, this is terrible news. Um, uh, it's, yeah, it's awful. Um, from what I understand, um, it seems as if so basically the deal before was Sony could use any Marvel character in their movies. Marvel could use any Sony characters in their movies. 
but Sony movies would get all like all the money that Sony earns with their movies would 100% go to them, right? And all the movies that feature Spider-Man that Disney produces 100% goes to Disney. So they would each get their 100% of revenue, no sharing, but they would just have to share the characters. And it would be like a big sandbox where they each make their own money. Um, and with Kevin Feige overseeing all of it. That's my understanding of what the deal was before. I could have a little details wrong, but that's my basic understanding of it. Um, and my understanding of what went wrong here is that Marvel slash Disney asked Sony um, on, they wanted to do a 50-50 um, deal with Sony, where Sony didn't earn any money from Marvel, but Marvel earned money, 50% of all revenue from each Sony uh, Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I'll, I'll preface this, just to be fair. I understand why this is not a good business move for Sony. I can understand to an extent why they did what they did. Just from like taking my love for the character. Well, I'll and... also say this. Um, the Sony counter argued with 5% of the revenue of the films and merchandising rights. So I don't, I don't know yeah. if that affects your opinion at all. It probably doesn't. But... I mean, like, I'm not going to... I think if anyone that follows me on Twitter, you saw my mental breakdown today. Huh. Um, I cooler heads have prevailed. I have calmed down a little bit. Um, but I still have to say, I, I know that Disney is the bully, like asking the nerd for lunch money. Like I, I get that. I get that they're a big corporation. I get that capitalism's bad, and I get they don't need more money. But oh my fucking god! Like just do it. I'm sorry. Just do it. <laughs> like I, I'm sorry. Like don't do this to us. We had one good thing, and you're gonna take it away. Like. I, Joe, I mean, what are your thoughts on this? Because I'm, I'm distraught. Um, well, Marvel movies are dumb, and I hate them. No, um, I, <laughs> I am very upset about this. I don't, it, it, it's just, it's such a big, like, it almost feels like an Onion article, because it's like, <laughs> never before have the characters been so important to each other. Like, Spider-Man, this, this Tom Holland iteration, is if they reboot it, that's going to be hilarious because this will be the fourth reboot. And they finally got, got it right. And it's, it's, it's uh, I mean, they, they got it right with Tobey Maguire. But, like, they, they, they finally had their Spider-Man. And it was in the MCU and everything was fine. And, um, and, the, like the, and the, I mean, it was running gag that they were rebooting him too much. But if they reboot it a fourth time, it's going, it's just, it's, it's like... At this point, it's like have some humanity for your fans, you know. Like it's it it, it really is not. I'm not gonna, for lack of a better word, it's kind of cruel because it's just it's yeah. like it's it's this again. It feels like an onion article. That's what it feels like. We're living it, it like it doesn't. When I read it, I was like, seriously, like that's like that's so strange. Because I mean, this Tom Holland narration is so good. Uh, he does such a great job in the part, and also his character is so linked to the mcu like founding principles of tom holland spider-man have to exist in the mcu like if they take him out of the mcu it's a different character and vice versa because i mean the next phase of the marvel cinematic universe is kind of set up on spider-man you know yeah 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 it just sucks because i feel like i mean i get that marvel is kind of the the deal they proposed is a bit ridiculous um, but I mean, just sell them at this point. Like, come on, you know, like just sell it. it um, like, just I I don't know. I just I mean I don't have a perfect answer for it. It just sucks because it's like 
just we just want Spider-Man movies that we like, and I don't want to have to f- go through another reboot. And I like Tom Holland a lot, and I would hate to see the role be played by anyone else right now. And I just, I don't, I don't know. Just, it's just, it just sucks. It's just, it's just not a good thing, you know. Yeah, I mean that's the whole thing. Um, like, and the thing is though, um, Tom Holland would not be leaving the role. He still signed on for two more movies, regardless of the MCU, which makes it even weirder because it's like yeah, I just I don't want to see this. I don't want to see Tom Holland's Spider Man exist outside of the MCU. You know? Yeah, like because then like what's the point? Like, and then also it's gonna be awkward because like a lot of the crut, like pretty much I want to say like ninety nine point nine percent of his character is just due to him being an mcu like his uncle ben is tony stark Mm -hmm. his like everything like he is literally only spider-man because tony stark recruited him your Mm -hmm. entire crutch for the last movie was him grappling with the death of tony stark like that was literally the entire basis to far from home far from home was the answer to endgame you know like there are so many like it's one thing like if you know scarlet witch left the mcu or something Mm -hmm. you know but like there are so many like things here where this doesn't only just hurt spider-man but i think spider-man leaving the mcu hurts marvel studios i really do yeah. um because you i i really just hope they everyone cools off and like comes back to this like i hope maybe marvel asks for less money or because i i really do think kevin feige is a smarter businessman than that than to just like let them you know part ways um i and i think I think too. I think the backlash is so intense that um, there's no way that. I mean, at, like it, it, Sony is going to develop so much ill will if they actually make a Spider-Man movie without it being in the MCU. Like, I th- if they make a Tom Holland movie and just ignore the MCU, I think they're going to develop so much ill will that no one will. I think there might even be like boycotts. You know. Yeah, I mean, I'm honestly at the point now where like, I mean, I'll, I'll see like if they do because I'm sure. Uh, Tarantino's gonna do the next movie with Sony like he's been doing for the past few films mm-hmm. and you know like anytime they put out like a legitimately great movie I'll go see it in theaters but I'm at the point now where like if they put out like some mid-tier movie that I have a little bit of interest in if it's Sony I might not just go see it because um, I mean at this point they fucked with the character so much he's so he's like generally he's trapped at Sony and it's they've they've bastardized him so much and it's like we finally got a good version of him and I mean we still have into the Spider-Verse but it's not the. I mean, it's not the same. But I mean, it does, that movie's fantastic. But it's just um, this, this Spider-Man. We we had, we had it was we, you, you, we had such a good thing going, you know. But and that also kind of scares me because, like, I'm a big Spider-Verse fan. But now that Peter Parker's back with Sony, like, what does that mean for Spider-Verse? Like, what's the point of having Spider-Verse? Like, mm-hmm. like that scares me. Like on different levels, because it's like we not only no longer have Peter Parker in the MCU. Um, Tom Holland can't really do like what he wants anymore and again maybe Sony will be like well what's the point of having like Spider-Verse anymore because Spider-Verse and Venom were answers to like uh, having other like parts of revenue that weren't directly tied to Marvel you know Mm -hmm. so I'm scared that they I mean I know they're going to keep Venom because Venom's a big money maker Um, for the life of me I will understand why that movie was as big as it was Um, but this, I mean, you know, I can see this going two ways. The bad way is nothing changes. This is it. This is exactly what's happening. Um, you know, Sony, until Trump, like, destroys America, Sony is going to have Spider-Man. And 
um, we have to just live with it. Like it's going to be terrible and there's going to be a Venom spinoff movie and like a crossover event where he fights Tom Hardy. And that's going to be like our best Spider-Man action in years. Mm-hmm. Um, or, and I hope I'm right on this, um, in the same way that Kevin Feige fixed the James Gunn situation and we all like were having like, we were all like praying to him on the streets <laughs> after he came back. Um, you know, I could see him working out a deal where they come back, they renegotiate, Tom Holland's back, the deal with them is stronger than ever. Um, I, I just hope that's the case. Because, it, again, it's just the fact that you set up so much stuff for Tom Holland in these movies and so much character development. And you, they literally said they have a nine-film arc for him. Um, like, he's going to be his uh, Avengers movies, but, like, they said they wanted to give him nine solo movies. Like, that's a big thing to just take away from a character, you know? And I'm just scared because it not only like ruins the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it like ruins everything that the storytelling <laughs> has been building up so far. Like, I just I just read an article. It was a the Hard Times article, and it's Marvel allowed weekend and holiday visitation with Tom Holland. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, pretty much at this point. Like I, I'm just I'm really upset. Um, I texted like a few people today, and I was just like I was heartbroken. I had to like be consoled by it mm-hmm. um i mean it really is like it's like i mean we are being i mean it, it is just a movie but it's like yeah it, i mean we I, i'd like we've like i don't know it's like this spider-man is like such a big like like it's i'm like at a loss for words because it like it almost like i feel silly being like it doesn't feel real but like it really doesn't feel real you know it's like this is such a big deal you know it's not this isn't like like when like with like with like all this other stuff like fox like them getting fox and stuff i was like okay this is like the natural person but like this is like a bomb being dropped in the middle of everything because like i mean really far from home really does set up the next phase of the marvel cinematic universe and i can't i i I kind of am seeing why they didn't announce any spider-man projects at at comic-con just because it's like we don't know if we're gonna have the fucking character anymore yeah i mean that's yeah that's it'd be really embarrassing if they like announced it and then Mm -hmm. yeah then come out um yeah, I mean, like you said, man, it doesn't feel real. It's really creepy and scary that, like, it was just so easily taken away. Um, it kind of makes me less excited for the MCU moving forward, if I'm being yeah, honest. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, because, like, like, genuinely, like, they, like what are they going to do? Like, how does, how does the Marvel Cinematic Universe move on from this? He was such a big part. He's the reason that Tony Stark, like, did what he did, you know? Like, he was, like, he's... Spider-Man is so ingrained in like the fabric of the universe, you know, and it's like, are so are all the is, I mean, I don't know, I just don't. It's, and it's, I think it'll be harder for Sony to continue with the character outside of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but like still, like, it won't be the same, you know. Yeah, and there's another part of it too, though. Like, um, like Spider-Man's in the Disney parks now too. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a Spider-Man ride being built in Tokyo, and mm-hmm. or in Japan or something. Like, it's. There's a Spider-Man, like, if you go to Anaheim, um, California Adventure, there's a Spider-Man section next to Dr. Strange's Sanctum Sanctorum. Like, there's so much, like, if there's so much crossover already that, like, if this is really it, they're going to have to break so many ties. Mm-hmm. And it almost seems easier to just, like, make a deal. Like, yeah. it seems like there's so, like, there's branding and merchandising and, like, 
like just interconnectivity that is just so difficult to fuck out that it just feels easier to like make a deal with money and just like get over yourselves. And I'm not pretending like Disney's innocent either. Like I, I do think 50% is a little bit much. Um, I get what they're trying to do and there's a reason why they're the most profitable business on the earth. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, I just, I don't know. Like I, I'm, there's nothing more we can really say. I mean, you know, we got to wait. I mean, it literally broke today. Yeah. Um, so like broke we, earlier today. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, all I can say is I hope I, I'm not a religious man, but I pray mm-hmm. um, that uh, to Kevin Feige himself that he can save us. Because, um, like I said, he saved us with James Gunn, so I really hope he can come through one last time. Will God um, forgive us for what Sony's done to Spider-Man? Um, maybe Reverend Holler can, like... Uh, Reverend Holler will. Uh, yeah, he'll come and join the MCU. <laughs> Dude, that'd be amazing. <laughs> we'll just have all the A24 films be uh, MCU canon now. Dude, Paul Schrader just takes over... He Maybe. directs every MCU movie. Yeah, he directs every MCU. Paul Schrader has like one good movie, and he's got like ten bad ones. So yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, so yeah, Ari Aster's doing Black Panther two. Paul oh. Schrader's doing Captain Marvel two. <laughs> um, who did we say last week? I forgot. I, um, didn't, uh, fuck. Who did we say? There's uh, so much. There's so much to keep track of. <laughs> um, um, well, oh, do you have? Uh, no, it was um. Who directed? What's her name? Lulu Wang is doing um. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh what, is, oh, what was she doing? Uh, Doctor Strange or something? Doctor Strange, probably, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we we got a lot to cover. Um, this was a... I, I think this was healthy for us, though, just to cry yeah. about it together. This is a um, shorter episode, you know, but... Um, I mean, honestly, we could talk about this for an hour and just, like, cry about yeah. it, but we don't want that to be daunting to the listeners. Um, yeah. Do you have yeah. any, like, final And thoughts? when Adam cries, he really, he yells a lot of slurs. So it, I don't I think mean, be... Yeah, Joe was next to me during Hobson's shot, so he knows. Yeah, we got almost asked <laughs> to leave the theater, so. Um, do you have any final thoughts on this issue, or did you kind of say everything? Um, final thoughts, just sell them. Like, yeah. sell them at this point. They, like, want them more than you. They do a better job than you could. At this point, it's just, like, if you, it's, like, I don't know. They're they're in a tough. I feel I do kind of feel bad for them because they're in a tough spot because it's like they're it's he's their most profitable thing and they have like nothing else profitable. Right. But but I mean I don't know. Just sell them to Marvel at this point. Like I mean I, I don't know. Just yeah, just sell them. You know, make more interesting smaller movies. I guess. Um, I mean and, I get it though. Like smaller movies don't pay the bills. Like I get it. Like it's their biggest franchise. I understand. It's just. I mean they got Jumanji now, so. But I mean, but come on, it's Spider Man. Like it's, I, I get why. I'm not. I don't think selling them is the answer. I just think making a deal with Marvel is the answer. Because yeah, I mean that's ideally they would sell them. But I mean realistically, just make a deal. I'm not. I'm not. I mean, Amy Pascal's probably listening to this, and she's like, "Fuck, I should probably just sell Spider Man." I mean, as Pascal does. I mean, I know she listens to every episode. She's so. our sweetest. Sweetest. She gave people. us. Please um, reach she out gave to us our five star rating too. Um, she did. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll see. I'm sure if anything happens, we'll talk about it again. Because Annapura Pictures, I think, is going bankrupt. Oh. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's a bummer. I just saw where to go Bernadette and seeing that logo for that film. I was like, oh, bummer. It's um, A24's birthday. Happy birthday! Uh, been kicking for seven years. We have Mr. A24 on the pod now too. It actually is Sarah. A24's anniversary. No. <laughs> Why do you say A24? A24. <laughs> 
I was a fan of them when The Witch came out, so I can call them whatever the fuck I want. Uh, it's called the uh, the bitch. Uh, the bitch. The bitch. There's a um. There's so many like shitty A24 movies. I don't think people know that. Um, the, but it's the, okay because they make so many good ones. The Captive fucking sucks. Um, I have never seen it. The Curse of um, the Green Dragon sucks. Um, another one that I have not seen. Uh, what's the? I didn't like a Most Violent Year. I don't know if you saw that one. Um, I did. I like that one actually. I thought it was good. that was like JC Shandor. Uh, he's a good director. Um, Shandor heads out there. Adam's trying to end the episode. I'm just gonna keep talking. Um, <laughs> um, I'm actually just like randomly like looking up box office mojo now. My only oh. like the only thing I'm gonna say is uh, Minions: The Rise of Gru comes out on <laughs> July 3rd, 2020. What? <laughs> That's my only take for this. Is episode. that a real movie? Wait, what? <laughs> Minions: The Rise of Gru. I think it's gonna what? be about the Minions. Like working with Gru when he's a kid. How um, is? <laughs> I don't even. I own a lot of merchandise, but Spider-Man's not in the MCU. But we do have yeah. the Rise of Gru. Yeah. Um, Adam's so... rapping on the podcast now. I just dropped bars. Mm-hmm. Um, I, so... I met uh, Reeve Carney. He played Spider-Man on Broadway. Uh, very nice guy. What is it? The guy um, Into the Dark or whatever it's called. Spider-Man, uh, turn off the dark. So. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, turn off the dark, that's right. Um, the biggest shit show of our lifetime. Yeah, um, that, I don't know, you know, that was made under Sony, so. Of course it was. Reeve, um, Reeve is a very talented actor, does a fantastic job in Hagestown, don't mean to shit on him. I do, fuck that Yeah, guy. fuck Reeve Carney. <laughs> um, so, on that note, gamers, um, you know, what do you think about this news? Like, I do we even have an email set up that we... Just yeah. message us, DM us yourself. Yeah. Like, just personally message us if you want to be on the podcast. Just get in it right now. Come to my fucking door and shoot me in the face. Adam like, said my address. You know which movie theaters we go to. Um, I want to be stalked. Is what I'm trying to say. Please follow me around. If we, if this ever becomes successful, people are gonna go back and listen to this and like be like, oh, so it's okay if we do that. Do not stalk us. Just no, I actually, I'm, I'm supporting it. Fucking okay. me. End my pain. Dude, I saw my uh, shout out to the all the critic Stan accounts that are coming out. Uh, <laughs> Adam Standorius, Joseph Stanamoni. I really love Stan-amoni. that. <laughs> Joseph Stanamoni. I can't. I'm. I. You know, it's so weird because only like ten people listen to this podcast, but all ten of them are super fans. So. It's uh, Michael. It's Harry Holt from the. Snow <laughs> <laughs> um, he, he's our big. I left you all the clues. <laughs> like he. <laughs> Next week, Harry Hole will be on the podcast reviewing the amazing Jonathan documentary. <laughs> he's going to talk about... He actually found the script for The Rise of Guru, and he's going to mm-hmm. review it for us. He wrote it, I think. Oh, did he? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well... And he directed Midsommar, so... I think I have to make the executive decision to end this pod. All um, right. <laughs> um, Joseph, where can everyone find you online? Uh, you can find me at Joseph underscore Salamone on most social media websites. Uh, you can find me at Adam J. Sidorius on Twitter and Adam Sidorius on uh, Letterboxd and Instagram if you're down for that. Um, and then you can find the latest and greatest movie reviews on critics.com. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much it. We're going to come, we're going to be back next week with Ready or Not. Um, I think the Mason Jonathan documentary yeah. that I have to see. Um, and then whatever else we decide to watch. Um, yeah, so we'll see you guys soon. Uh, I know this is tough times with everything with Spider-Man. 
Um, but you know, guys, hang in there. You guys, you have us. You know, you have mm-hmm. the Prince Podcast. Um, so until next time, gamers. Uh, goodbye. Bye.